the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Y'all, guys, for those of you not in Texas, I am so excited. Man, I'm so excited. We've got Danny Ray. Um, well, let's just bring him on. Danny, you did it. You fooled Penn and Teller. It happened. Craziness. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We are going to – I'm going to have you walk us through this. This was just on this past Friday night, and uh, I told Danny off air – I've watched it now five, six times. It's on his YouTube channel. Um, I've posted the appearance. I forget now. It's like 11 or 12 minutes on Penn and Teller Fool Us, I've told you guys it's one of my favorite shows. About one out of ten magicians actually fool Penn and Teller. That's hard to do because they have about three magicians on a show. Maybe sometimes they slip in maybe a fourth. Uh, just doesn't happen very often. And our friend, now friend, Danny Ray, he did it. So, man, uh, and I just want to remind you real quick. I'm obviously excited, so I'm a little bit all over the place. But want to remind you also, Danny Ray, the first time we talked to him, we're also talking about his new book, which is going to help your marriage or some marriage that you care about that's going through a hard time. The It's great. It's got the magician's hook. It says, no, the title's no, I can't make your wife disappear. A magician's guide to a magical marriage. We're not going to be talking about the book, but I just want to remind you about it. We did talk in our other podcast about it, about forgiveness and just um, a lot of great things. So if you haven't heard that, then go back and hear that podcast. But Danny, you know, um, Man, where do you start in telling this? I mean, this just, even though you did this uh, appearance on Penn & Teller several months ago now, it's just finally appeared. You got to see it for the first time, and you couldn't tell us. I mean, you fooled them, but you, of course, couldn't tell people. So, man, just just walk us through whatever you can. We just want to hear all about it. Yeah, so it's a weird thing. Like, in uh, 2019, I I did uh, 172 shows in 2018, you know, around the same and so all the time on the road, people would say, you have to get on Penn and Teller, you know, it'd be great. You do fantastic. And I was just like, I don't have time. Like, in, <laughs> And then 2020 hit and somebody had time on their hands. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, but I still was like, I don't need to get on TV. That's not my thing. And probably four or five people through 2020 and then into 2021 kept asking, like, you should do this. You should do it. And so I was like, just kind of to appease people, I was like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah. And so I literally, like, my email to Penn & Teller was like, hey, guys, um, have a video for your guys' submission. Let me know if you like it. Like, right. I mean, it just didn't, like, I didn't even try. Right. So it wasn't like, hey, love your show. Hey, really, you know, it's just it was just like, to, you know, for a few people that were like, 
um, close to me going, you should really do this. I was like, ah, I don't see it. We prayed about it. We don't have a strong sense. Like, that's what we should do. But all that to say is February 27th of 2021, we sent a letter to them. About two weeks later, we get a reply saying, we would like to have you consider doing this piece um, with Allison in the room and Penn and Teller only. Can you write a script for that? Yeah. I was like, okay, that's not a yes, but that's that's better than no. You know, so right. I, I wrote up a script and sent it back, and then they, you know, kind of went back and forth on script writing for almost a month. And then I worked with the magic consultant, and he had some ideas, and, you know, and I worked out some things with him. And then about a week later in, um, in April, we ended up getting an email saying, we'll see you in Vegas. Wow. And... Here's a piece that literally I've done for over a decade. I've done thousands of times. Yeah. And I had to go back to the drawing board on it and go, how do I fool Penn and Teller with this piece? Like there's, yeah, it it was a whole different space in my brain I had to go to to really try to fool people that know everything. Right. I I don't perform for magicians that often once a year at the magic castle, but even at the magic castle, I'm not trying to necessarily fool every magician. They want their guests to have fun and to be entertained and yes, to be fooled, but it's not, it's not the show called fool us. You know, there's nothing else. Right. The whole, whole show is based on, can you fool the two legendary magicians? And so, I I started that process of of trying to work out something I've done for a long time, mm. and how would I fool them with it? Well, I remember from our first talk, uh, I feel like you said that since you had done it so many times, there's kind of one layer because you're not trying to fool them. And by the end, I can't remember if you said there were like seven layers or eight layers of eight, deception. Eight layers. I, I cannot yeah. even imagine. I've watched this now six times, and I'm not a magician, and I don't even want to know like everything how it's done. <laughs> I want to enjoy the process. And uh, so I want to enjoy the process of that. And so, Danny, um, was that you or you and the consultant? You mentioned that consultant before, too. Like, does that person help you or is it just like, no, you need to add more and then you come up with more layers of deception? No. So the the magic consultant was fine with like He's like, it's not about fooling them. We bring people on all the time that we don't think will fool them yeah. because they have a great trick. But okay. I, to me, and I, I can't tell you how many magicians told me, like, oh, it doesn't matter if you fool them or not. It's going to be great for your career, all that kind of stuff. And I just, like, in my brain, I go, but wait, the show's called Fool It. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, like, right, uh, right. And to, at least to me, I was like, I am not going on a show and at least not attempting to fool them. And so with the magic consultant's help, I started to add layers to the deception and really like knuckle busting sleight of hand, which if you've seen the piece now, it just looks like I'm having this casual conversation with Allison, but there's a lot going on. And here's the, like the crazy part that nobody knows is I'm doing all this like Slide of hand, mm-hmm. and I could tell you about the process of like preparing for those moments. But the the reality is, you don't get a hide from Penn and Teller. If you ever look down and you see they have an iPad, there's 
31 cameras in the room. Whoa. And so when they go to, like, view, like, the they're, they're watching one angle, you, yeah. you know, but when they go, okay, let's see if he fooled us, they can check any angle they want. Whoa. You don't get a, like, oh, I get a, like, favor one camera or, right. you know, they could look at anything. And so I'm like, okay, this is, this, this is the real deal of like, I've got to attempt to try to fool the best with wow. before didn't have any sleight of hand. It, oh. it had a gimmick um, and no sleight of hand. So, yeah. which I was totally happy with. It was about the, the tension and the conversation yeah. and about the message of choices yeah. Um, but when I went to fool them, I'm like, I've got to create something that would, wow. it would fool anybody, including these guys. And so, yeah, it was a, a dark hole I went into. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, walk us through then, if you don't mind, I know we talked before about that 72 hours before preparation. We talked about, you know, being in silence and we talked about your prayer team and the calm that you had and the peace that you had, which if I, I'm guessing if you're doing sleight of hand, you better have a lot of peace. I feel like I just being on the stage, my hands would be shaking. Sleight of hand would be completely out of the window. Um, so you walk on stage. Now, you give us a little behind the scenes because if – I want you to walk us through – I mean, not, not how you do it, but – Walk us through some of the process. Like, is Allison, just for example, like, you've got your script. Is she, or were her reactions all ad-libs, or is she in on the script, or do you guys do a dress rehearsal? Can you tell us some of that stuff? Yeah, no, she's definitely not in. Okay. When she's seeing it and Penn and Teller, they're literally meeting me and seeing me for the first time. I, I love so, it. About an hour before what you see on television, what happens is they have a stand-in Allison. Okay. And so she comes out, and I go out there, and I, I perform. I'm in the middle of my performance, and it's the, the place where I say, Allison, you have, I only have one shot to get this right. And she looks down at the metal plate trying to help me out. You know, I'm like, <laughs> yes. I don't know if you're trying. Like yes. that moment. Well, when I did it with the stand and Allison, I forgot my line. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I was like Allison, you, um, and I, I oh. just, I was like, I don't know my line. I, oh my I just gosh. froze. And I was like, I know that the director and the two executive producers, they worked with me on the script a long time. So I knew they knew the line. I was like, hey, can I get a line? Silent. <laughs> Like, oh my we'd gosh! We on it via Zoom, and they would help me out with like, okay, yeah, do this, do this. We would pause. Nothing. I was like, hey guys, uh, I I need the line for that. Nothing. I was like, oh man. So I just went on. I didn't remember oh it. Gosh. I got backstage right after I finished that. Yeah. Went, what was my line? What was my line? It was oh, uh, uh, I only have one shot to get this right. And I don't know if you're familiar with Hamilton or not. But there's oh, a yeah. song that where it's like, I'm not going to miss my shot. I'm not, oh, heck yeah. Backstage, as they're bringing Penn and Teller on, I'm literally backstage going, Danny, do not miss your shot. Do not miss your <laughs> shot. Do not miss your shot. And by That's God's great. grace, when I went out there, like it was flawless as it could be. It really, so Allison, yeah. she really was. Re- yeah. I've done okay. this piece a thousand times, not with this script and this method, but 
this piece and nobody responds the way she did. Like she was so interactive and, she you know, having great. fun with it and scared at the same time, but still having fun with it. So yeah, those were definitely real on her side. Okay. I mean, it certainly seemed real. Um, her reactions. I know she's a professional actress, but she seemed yeah. to really be doing that. And the, the kind of natural interplay between you two, I thought was great. And I thought your reactions to her reactions were also on point. I thought, uh, you know, she said at one point, I thought you were a nice guy. And uh, which is great. But you had a great reaction that I don't even think she necessarily caught. You said, uh, apparently, I, I had you fooled. So um, which was was just awesome. But your reactions to her reactions were just really on point as well. So, all right, let me ask you, this is not really fair, because the fair thing would just be to say, OK, go to Danny Ray Magic and watch the 11 or 12 minutes, uh, which I want you to do anyway. But could you kind of uh, for people that are just going ahead and listening first, can you kind of walk us through uh, trying to describe the contraption or the gizmo, I think uh, Penn and Teller called it, or, well, obviously Penn. Um, can you just kind of, like, describe it for us? Is that something you could do? Like, that? Yeah, first of all, I love Penn's quote. He said, this gizmo is like nothing on this planet. I was like, that's a great. That is. Like, uh, like nothing on this planet. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a, a great quote. Giant hay hook that is designed to pluck out or poke out an eyeball. <laughs> so the routine is essentially playing Russian roulette with my eyeball. Yeah. That will probably make a lot of viewers go, I'm not going to watch it. But it, <laughs> it's a, as scary as it sounds, it's a very fun, interactive piece. And I can still say I have both my eyeballs on this side right. of the world. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, that's essentially what it is. Is it's, uh, yeah. it's a Russian roulette routine with my eyeball. So there's three metal plates that we use that we put in the device to stop. Uh, there's one that's a solid plate that will stop the hook from going through, and then there's three metal plates that have holes in them that, if I had my eyeball up there and the hook went through, it would go through the metal plate because it has a giant hole in it. Right. So I don't know if that that helps for anybody not watching. No, that, <laughs> but that well, hopefully they get the concept. You know what? I mean, even for me, as you're you're walking us through it, because I I did see it. I mean, I'm a big sports guy, so it's like one of my coaches breaking down the game film and sort of you know talking us through it. So in this uh, in this piece. You tell Allison um, you're going to kind of turn your back, and she knows the one that will protect your eye. And you've also, at this point, you've already shown like a, an egg that is not hard-boiled, as she asked, which was classic. <laughs> and you put that up as a demonstration that, oh, yeah, this thing is real and is legit. Um, and then you give to Allison the uh, four pieces, her knowing which one will protect your eyes. And then you tell her what you tell her, uh, as she's about to, you know, not, not supposed to give you a hint or anything. What'd you say there? Yeah. So basically through her facial and her nonverbal reactions, I'm going to try to figure out which one has the shield. Yeah. And, um, so she thinks, She's giving it away, yeah. but when she gives it away, um, the one she thought was a shield actually has a hole in it. Right. And so then the whole thing just seems to go off the rails right at the beginning. Yeah, that was and that then, was beautiful. Go on, yeah. Yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, and so then she has no idea where it is. 
Uh, and so I say, well, if you were to guess, and she points to another one, we stick that that um, envelope <laughs> that covers the shield or the hole into the device. I trigger the um, device, and the hook goes through the envelope, meaning that it has a hole in it. Right. And so now we're down to two of them. One just has a hole, and one um, is a solid steel plate. And so I have her make the final decision. So instead of me making that decision, I ask her to point to one, whichever one she points to. I'll put my eye on the line for that one. So she points to one. I put my eye into the device, you know, and um, thankfully she um, pointed to the shield and um, (laughs) saved saved the day. (laughs) Right, right. Well, um, yeah, I loved uh, how you told her no, no hints or anything, and then she's like, she's pointing to the one that she thinks is the shield, which I thought turned out great that she was doing that because, of course, as the viewer, we're thinking, yeah, obviously we saw which one was the shield, and we see that she's, you know, pointing to it, and uh, of course, you know, um, whatever you're doing or making it happen, that it's not going to be the shielded one, and. Uh, it's it's just great how you you trigger the the gizmo this uh, beautiful machine that you've built and uh, yeah it's a great little just twist as you go on and then um, I know all, uh, when we talked before I think off air you mentioned that you were waiting to see what they actually showed on TV because you had added a redemptive element and I'm just watching your words I'm assuming that they chose to not show that somehow. You told us that, um, you know, there was some redemptive element about it that, you know, caused a stir. And we may have talked off camera about that. So I don't know what you can talk about now about it. But can you tell us some of what that was? I could talk about it and they aired it. I was. So oh, they did? They, oh, I'm, they did. Okay. All right. They tell me about it. They a lot of parts. Okay. But they did not cut that part. Oh. They did it for. From like the furthest camera they could find, they found like somebody on the street and like let's use that <laughs> camera. Uh, oh. And you'll notice any of the other performers at this moment they do a close up, oh but gosh. not with mine. So I'm going to explain what happened yes. because it's such. I'm oh. so excited about Good. this. Steve. So let me back up yeah. to the day. Of the performance, I actually have my journal here. I, yeah. It would take, it's a long prayer, so I won't read it. But the day of the performance, I was going through the Book of Romans. Wait, 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 wait. Was, how, how long is your prayer? We can take it. It's a long prayer? Um, you don't want to... Are you flipping pages? So, Can we hear part of it? Can we hear part of it? Yeah, let's let's Just, do part of it. So okay. it says, um, Lord, love of my life, my mm. God, my grace, mm. um, you are my life. Um, please awaken me, awaken my plan, um, your plan for me, mm. why you brought me here to Las Vegas. I am your servant. I am yours, period. Mm. Uh, and then mm. uh, in Romans it says, um, I say, God, who am I according to Romans? I am your servant. I am called mm. by you. Um, I'm here That's because good. of you. I'm the receiver of grace. I'm called and I belong to you. I'm a worshiper. Mm. Um, and I write down a bunch of I am statements from that prayer. Mm. And That's good. And then um, I ask God to, to intercede for me mm. and to please give me wisdom 
into please help me fool Penn and Teller today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I did it. And, I, and here's it, – it sounds weird because it sounds like, oh, I'm making a deal. God, if you do this for me, I'll be – but it, it was like, God, if, if you allow me to – them. You're in the business of redemption. Mm. You love turning things upside down. Mm-hmm. You've turned like the whole his whole way of the kingdom is upside down from our thinking. Yes, you know, like uh, we would choose vengeance and revenge over grace and love the way God does. Like there's so many things when you look at what what God does in sending His Son to give us life, you know, and right. while we're still sinners, he died for us. Like, there's so many things that are upside down about the way God does things. Yes. So here I'm trying to get a giant trophy that says, Ulus, but in giant letters right. that says F-U. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. That's um, their joke Ula. for sure. Yeah. And so I know it's, you know, part of, you know, they're, they're like, oh, that's funny. You know, right. um, I was like, God, if I was to get that trophy, I would turn it upside down to just remind everybody that this isn't about, oh. you know, showing the world an FU. And if you watch the video, they oh show up in the back gosh. of the room, but the trophy goes upside down. That's um, cool. In, in real time, though, Steve, this is what happened. Oh, okay. So the, the trophy comes down. I put it into my left hand. I shake Penn's hand. Yeah. And then I switch hands to put the trophy upside down on my right hand. Yeah. And like walk off stage and go, thank you. Trophy's upside down. And then I make it to the other side of the stage and I'm backstage now. Yeah. As soon as I get backstage, there's a director in the audience who's, you know, watching everything. There's two of the executive producers, there's the stage manager that's on stage, there's also one backstage. Yeah. Well, everybody in the house of the theater, they go nuts. They're wow. just like, no, no, Danny, we need to get him back out here. We need to redo that last shot. I know exactly why oh they want to redo gosh. the last shot. And wow. the people backstage, the stage manager's like, no, we need to keep Danny back here. We need to get the next act on. We don't have time. And they're like, no, we need to refilm the last part. And they argue back and forth, and wow. I'm just like standing there watching a tennis match of these guys arguing, you know. Oh <laughs> and, my god! And then eventually they're like, "We're not redoing that." I was like, "Okay, sounds good. You know, whatever you guys need. You know, like, <laughs> I know exactly what's going on, but I'm just playing innocent, you know." That's but, great. Um, but yeah, so that is the redemptive moment, yeah. and I will be able to, and I. This isn't to put Penn and Teller down or to, like, I am so honored to be on there and so thankful to be a part of the Foolish. They call it the Foolish family. Yeah. And so thankful. But that one moment is between between God and I and my prayer and going, like, God, I want to be a part of turning the world upside down with you and a part of that story. And so I'll be able to show that one-second clip of that trophy upside down and talk about what are the trophies we're holding on to? What are the things that we need to turn upside down in our life? And so I'm at the beginning of that. I'll give my first message on that this Sunday. Uh, Here's more craziness. Yeah. I love it. So the prayer in that prayer, I talk about moving from foolish to F you to God for us. 
Oh, right? Matthew for us. Oh, come Because I'm on. reading through the book of Romans. Come well, my church has on. been going through the book of Romans. Uh, and no kidding, this Sunday, we are going through, if God is for us, who can be against us. Oh and so gosh. I told my pastor, this is not an accident. I need to get up there and share. Um, wow. And so he's all, absolutely, let's make that happen. And so we're, we're going to meet tomorrow to brainstorm on how can we make the most of, you know, that one moment and opportunity to say, no matter where you are, God is for you and he has great plans for you. So, yeah, God's for us. Oh, my gosh. I'm blown away. That is so good. That is so good. Um, what's your church? Are we going to be able to watch that online, too? I want to see this. Um, it's um, Sanctuary Church in Calamata, California. It will be online this okay. Sunday. I know they have a live stream that they do. And, um, yeah, it's just it's my home church, and I'm a, you know, I volunteer as one of the pastors, teaching pastors. Right. Maybe two to four times a year I'll, you know, I'll speak, you know, the lead pastor, Rod Collins, um, Dr. Rod Collins, he's, you know, let me know anytime you can, let us know. But it's it's always difficult, you know, to try oh, to sure. figure out the right time that fits on his end and on our end. Right. Well, this seems like the right time to me, but I know it's between you and God <laughs> and your pastor. But uh, fool us to for us. Oh, my gosh. Come on. That is so good. Well, Part of that is your storytelling ability um, and your pastoral ability as well. That is crazy. So I can't believe I, I watched that. I've watched it so far six times, and I've been, you know, watching and can't help but look for sleight of hand and things like that. But I did not notice that you turned that doggone trophy upside down. So um, yeah, look for it. It definitely happens. Like I said, they took the furthest camera they could. Right. I'm pretty sure somebody was on the street. Yeah, we we got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's a drone but, back there. Uh, but you could still clearly see yeah. it goes upside down. But it makes sense on why they didn't do the close up version that they do for everybody else. Of, right. Um, yeah, but, like as you walk off stage, yeah. kind of holding up the trophy or whatever. And so. somebody saw it and, I mean, caught it and wanted to redo it. That, like, kind of blows my mind, too, just that somebody was like, no, no, you got to hold the trophy um, right side up. That's uh, that's pretty wild to me, too. Yeah, we prayed about that, that God would okay. allow that. You know, because the editing room is different than yeah. the theater, and we were praying that somebody in the editing room wouldn't know and wouldn't, have right. the same care that they did because they certainly wanted it redone. But then they're on to another performer and they're probably not thinking about that right. and didn't write it down. Regardless, it's out there forever now. Yeah, so, I love it. And it's going to be great uh, as you you know teach and speak on it uh, through um, all your events. That is really cool. All right, I've got a few more questions. Can you give us a few more minutes just about yeah. your appearance? Okay. Um, when Penn says at the end, and I also just want to know behind the scenes, like, of course, what we're seeing is what looks like they're having a two minute conversation or less. Right. Um, but I know, I feel like I've read before that that could be quite extended, not just like a minute and a half or two minutes. So I'm curious about that. But first, let me just ask you this. When Penn says, what a goofball trick, what did that mean to you? I mean, I just didn't know exactly how to interpret that. I think uh, I think that fits great. You know, like okay. it is like a weird, funny, like like why would you design something to pluck out your eye? What he doesn't see is like for most of the events that I've ever done with that piece is I talk about choices 
Yeah. And then Deuteronomy 30, where it says, you know, today I lay before you um, blessings and curses, life and death, and I choose mm-hmm. life that you may live. And uh, which is funny, I sent that in on the submission video. I didn't even try to cut it. Remember? Oh, yeah, like first yeah. On February 27th, I was like, I heard it. Let me know if you guys like it. Like, <laughs> I didn't think That's to funny. cut the message out of it. I was just like, yeah. I just sent it to them, you know. Um, had I put any thought into that, I would have been like, oh, they're atheists. Let me cut that. Right. Let me, right. you know, right. but I didn't try to. Yeah, that's uh, good. But that, that's God. <laughs> yeah, that is God. That is he's God. He's going ahead. Yeah, he's going to yeah, do what he's going to do. Yeah, go ahead. It didn't offend me that he called it a goofball trick, or like I just thought that's um, what a. Like, I think he's just trying to say what a weird, funny deal that is. Yeah, so, I think yeah. it's a li- um, little bit ironic just because, like, they do so many goofball tricks. So I just was curious. I just thought it was an interesting way for him to start, or at least what they showed him start with is. Yeah. And I know immediately he said, I mean, it's a beautiful trick. It wasn't like he was being demeaning, but I just thought it was a curious choice of words, especially from somebody like them. That uh, and I guess he did say I mean that in the best possible way. So right. um, because yeah. they do goofball tricks, and when you pretend like your eye has been you know gouged out, of course they would have done it with uh, much more effects. I really I appreciate that you didn't bring the Penn and Teller effects to that part. I think we would have lost Allison for sure. Um, but uh, all right, well, how long how long did they seem to discuss uh, while you're talking to Allison? And I have another thing I want to bring up about something you did that I, I mentioned in my Facebook, um, having watched the appearance, that I don't recall seeing another magician in their interaction. I was actually talking about your interaction with Allison, but I'll bring that up in a second. But could you tell us about, um, you know, in your mind, how long they talked trying to figure out um, your piece? Yeah, so after I, I finished, it was kind of funny. They had two lines, one if you're vaccinated one if you're not, to have the conversation with Allison. So I step um, onto the line, and then Alice and I have that conversation for about 15 minutes. Wow. And then what's really going on behind the scenes is the two of them are not only talking about it, minutes. the executive pro- producer and the magic consultant, who I had to divulge the method to. Right. They are listening to the conversation to see, like, hey, are they on track? Are they way off? And so they listen to the entire conversation, and then Penn and Teller say, hey, we think it's this or we think it's that. And then they tell them, like, no, that's not it. But then they can guess again. Like, they say, well, you heard the conversation. Was there anything else? Is there something we're not aware? You know, so they're having that conversation so when they come back wow. to you, they know for the most part, like, okay, I I don't think we have it, or I think we do have it. Oh. But here's what I would huh. um, not promise, but like told, like, no, that never happens. I'm like, are you sure? And my question for the, the two executive producers was, uh, hmm. what are the chances that they'll come up and examine the props? There's zero chance they'll do that. <laughs> I talked to the magic consultant. Um, oh what are the chances? Gosh. You know, because you know what's going on here. Um, he's like, no, they never will do that. Oh my god! Uh, not unless you um, you said ahead of time, like, hey, you know. So, uh, like you, like if you bring something to them, they'll examine it, but they don't come up to examine stuff. Wow. So when 
they came up, I was like, I'm done. Like, literally, <laughs> there's things yeah. that they can find. Like, sure. I, I don't want to say like, no. what's going on, but no. there's things everywhere. Sure. And, but this goes back to, oh, like, my gosh. years of fooling people. And if you try to hide something, they will definitely smell that. And huh. so there's a, I'll just say a gimmick that I dropped right by Penn's gorilla hands because I was just like, if I put it in my pocket or put it on the other side of the table, it's going to draw attention to it. So I, I take this um, out of the device and I drop it right in front of him. And if he would have picked it up, it would have been like, well, there that goes. You know? Oh, um, my gosh. So, yeah. So I... I I knew they're not coming up. I'm not worried about it. Right. They came up. I would have taken care of things. Like as right. Alex and I are like talking, I would have taken care of it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I was like oh well, um, let's, wow. Let's see what happens. So yeah. Wow. And so uh, then they walk up, and then they ask kind of that last question um, about is the gizmo gimmicked. And you said um, it is not. And he said, you're giving us your word as a lying magician that (laughs) 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 it is not gimmicked. And then they said, well, then you have fooled us, which is incredible. Incredible. Very exciting. Wow. It was a a crazy moment in time right there. Uh, Well, the legendary duo. And yeah, yeah, like you said, it only happens about 10% of the time. And super honored to be. And that kind of, you know, small group of people, you know, there's thousands of people, you know, that, um, you know, send in their submissions right. and then a handful of people that get on the show and then, you know, uh, um, 10%-ish that fool them. And I'm just honored and still kind of reeling from that and thankful that, that God's given me that opportunity and platform and I want to make the most of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, and that's what we're going to be praying for you. Um, I hope that if you're watching this, you go ahead and find Danny Ray Magic. Go watch the YouTube video if you haven't already. Uh, Find him on Instagram. Find him on Facebook, Danny Ray Magic. Find his website, dannyraymagic.com. And uh, that's the thing, you know, just having spent a little time just interviewing Danny and getting to know his heart. Um, I mean, we started, the reason we were even talking was because of this book, which is excellent and a heart for marriages. And this is, this is a great book, very practical, lighthearted, fun. Like I've said before, I love the magic hook to it, the different stories that he tells in it and then relates to marriages. The book is no, I can't make your wife disappear. And just seeing Danny's heart and knowing that his heart is for God and for Jesus and what Jesus wants to do. And the creativity that he puts into not only his magic, but his messages, taking fool us to for us, just as one example. And those choices, you know, one last thing, Danny, just it was fun watching you talk with Allison. And I felt like I was picking up on kind of words that, oh, man, if I was watching, you know, the version where you're talking to thousands of students or, you know, tens of thousands of people, I'm like, oh, man, I want to see where he goes with this. You know, you talked about, I think you said to Allison at one point, like, we can't guess. And uh, I was like, oh, man, I bet he's got like a point when he's talking to uh, to just a regular audience. And and I didn't even pick up on those choices that you're talking about. But, um, man, we're really excited. So I want to ask you to be a part of Danny Ray Magic's team. 
I want you to be a part of praying for him and this platform and for this book. So that may mean buying this book and reading it for you and your spouse or giving it to somebody um, in a young marriage that just needs some hints. Maybe their marriage is doing pretty dang good, but these are just good insights that are going to make for marriages that are don't just last last 50 years, don't just last, but really thrive and really bring glory to the kingdom of God. And if you look around and you see marriages that are struggling and falling apart, right now there's just not much better witness than um, a good, healthy marriage that is honoring God and honoring one another. And so again, no, I can't make your wife disappear, which is a great magician's joke from a while ago. A Magician's Guide to Magical Marriage by Danny Ray. Great, great stuff. Um, I want to just close by saying this. I thought this was cool, and I didn't know that you and Allison were talking for 15 minutes. And so I don't know what all was discussed, but um, you did, or they showed one thing that I don't recall I've ever seen a magician talking to Allison. Um, it was so cool. So she said, um, if you were teaching a magic master class, what would you choose to teach? Something like that. And you answered. You remember kind of your answer? I don't. I'm curious on what that was, even though I just watched this the other night. <laughs> <laughs> your, well, your answer wasn't the the like really cool part. I mean, your answer was good. You were like, uh, I'd be more into the mindset of how you fool people rather than the mechanics of how a trick works or something like that. That's a bad, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a bad paraphrase, but this is the part yeah, more on the theory side. Yes. And, yes. Yeah, but understanding what it takes to fool somebody. There like you that. go. There you go. See, I really butchered it. Thank you for saving it. But the no, really, the really cool thing, Danny, that I've never seen anybody do was then you go, how about you? And that blew my mind. You turned it on Allison, and it was really cool. It just seemed like uh, the rapport that you had with her was very natural, and you just—it was like a natural thing. How about you? Which one? What would you teach? What master? What would your master class be? And then she said, "How to avoid being in tricks like this or something (laughs) like that." But uh, I thought it was really cool of you, um, and just that side of your personality, that pastoral side that you got to ask her. It was—it was really great. So, um, man, I'm just going to say congratulations. This was incredible, and we are excited to see more from Danny Ray, and we're excited to see marriages turned upside down in the good way. Um, we're excited to see God take um, you know your talents and your skills, but not just for magic, but for communication and for preaching, even though we don't we don't call it preaching. That's what you're doing. You're presenting the gospel. You're presenting <laughs> truth. And uh, and it's in such a captivating way. So we're excited to see God expand and multiply um, what God wants to do through your ministry and through um, through all of it. So we're just excited. But I just want to throw it back to you. Just anything else you want to tell us about this appearance or any anything else just on your heart, Danny? Um, yeah, thank you, Steve, for, for having me on. I would, you know, the, there's so much with this on like uh, how I fooled Penn and Teller and how like how that affects your your marriage or your life and so I would just encourage you like I I took something that I knew really really well yeah and I had to put my favorite like method my favorite ideas to, to death to rebirth something new and maybe there's something in your life that you Ooh. need to reconsider and mm and go, you know what, I'm going to go do hard things. I'm going to do something that's really difficult. Like it, I mm. I did an insane amount of work to 
to recreate this piece. Yeah. And it just, like, for something that was already going great, now it's going even better, and it fooled them. I just go, I, I want other people to go, you know, go that extra mile mm. further than they thought they could to do something great for God's kingdom. And so I would just, whoever's listening out yeah. there, just challenge you to, to really pray through it. There's something, even if you're mm. already doing something well, is there a way that you could do it better? And, I've, you know, we sought wise counsel. We went into like a, a deeper level of practice. Mm. You know, we were working hard. We were developing a new skill set of yeah. script writing and new um, new moves that I didn't have. Wow. I, I knew um, I knew of them, but I'm like, that's beyond my skill. And I have a, this sounds bad, but I have a lot of skill in like the area of sleight of hand. Sure. But I'm like, this is beyond my ability. And wow. But I was like, this will fool them if I do this. And so wow. I would set a clock for one minute. Yeah. and work on 45 seconds of the hardest part of the routine for six to 10 hours a day. You oh know, and so gosh. for 45 seconds, work on it, uh-huh. and then for 15 seconds, reset it, and then at the minute, start it again. And I did that, like, all day, every day for weeks on end until it came to the, the final day. But, um, wow. yeah, so I would just encourage people, you know, think outside the box, be creative, mm. ask God for favor, and see what new things he could do in and through you as you submit your life to him. I love it, man. That is a strong finish to this conversation. Um, Danny, thank you so much. Hold on the line if you could real quick, and I'll just sign off for our show, for our video and uh, podcast, just telling people. Yeah. um, Man, when you consider just the hope and the love that Jesus has for you and what God did for you and sending his son to you, even as you're thinking about Christmas, and really turning our world upside down and really calling us to be light in a dark world when it's so easy just to be darkness in a dark world. And he's saying, be light. Um, man, just thinking about the hope and how Jesus came and talk about doing hard things that God just didn't make it easy for Jesus. God didn't make it easy for Joseph and Mary. Um, it was hard. I mean, man, we, I won't start preaching, but it was hard. Uh, the very beginning of Jesus incarnate, God incarnate, God in the flesh on this earth. It was hard. I mean, God, could you not just arrange a hotel room, a hotel suite for that young couple? No. Could you not just have a king who is in power, who doesn't want to kill your son? Could you not just do something a little different? God allows us to be in this hard world so he can do and bring grace. Because ultimately what Danny said is, man, he is for us and he is for you go back to romans 8 and don't don't forget hopefully this sunday we're going to get a a message from danny ray in his church out in california and i'll be happy to share that link as well but it's just this great hope that we have and because of that we're very bold and that's what we talk about right from the apostle paul and that's how i sign off you can email me steve at verybold.com get a hold of me and just, I want to remind you to follow Danny Ray Magic. Great stuff and great things coming as we watch God multiply and do what he does. But that's great hope. Paul said this, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.